Welcome to the Sunday Message Podcast of Bethany Church in Fresno, California. We hope this message will encourage and equip you as you grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. If today's message helps you, share it with a friend. If you would like to know more about the ministry of Bethany Church, please reach out on Facebook or at BethanyChurchFresno.com. And now, here's this week's message. There are these things that we do to make sure that we don't miss Christmas. And one of those is this little thing that we have right here. These are Advent candles. And every one of these candles represents the four weeks leading up to Christmas, a different meaning for each of these candles. Last week in our Christmas production, our kids uh, program, we talked about the first of those. And I'm going to go deeper with that. And and each week we're going to be kind of like just telling the bigger, grander story. And the big reason is because we don't want to miss the meaning of Christmas. And if we're not careful, we will. Now, for those of you that are new in your faith, for those of you that are newer followers of Jesus, welcome. Um, It's been exciting to see so many of you uh, um, grow in Christ. But there are these words, there are these churchy things that we do. And sometimes you wonder, like, why do we do that? And one of those is this word called Advent. So the word Advent actually has Latin roots. And it's this. It is is Adventist. You guys ever heard of Adventist health? (laughs) The more you know. All right. So uh, it literally means coming or a season of waiting, preparing or anticipation. And so as we are anticipating the coming Christ child, each of these weeks, we're going to be looking at a different candle with a different meaning. Uh, there's a great a quote by A.W. Tozer that says this about the meaning of Advent, that it proclaims the coming of Christ in two ways. It celebrates his long-awaited arrival, which is our focus today, the Messiah, and it anticipates his return one day as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so it is one of those things that we do to make sure that we don't miss Christmas. Actually, in the early church, before there were uh, Christmas cookies and before there were a lot of Christmas carols, uh, before there was Christmas lights on houses, the church created this thing called um, Advent. And what it would do is it would it would look at the major movements of what it meant to understand who Jesus was, and they would recognize it in the church. And for new believers, it was almost like maybe if your faith heritage was like a catechism or some kind of a classes that you would take leading up to um, maybe your baptism. Uh, they would use the weeks leading up to Christmas to tell a different part of who Jesus was and his anticipation. And the first Christmas for new believers was celebrated through baptism. It was new life. In Christ. And so at Bethany Church this year, what we're going to do is we're not going to actually do like a Christmas service on Christmas Day because we want you to stay home and do that. We are going to make a video available for you to watch online where we're going to light the very last candle. But on the following Sunday, which is going to be New Year's Eve, we're going to have a special testimony baptism communion Sunday. And it's been a lot of fun. And I'm I'm a pastor, so I'm prone to doing pastor math. Um, But um, my calculations show that we, in the last six months, have celebrated 12 baptisms uh, at Bethany Church. That's that's worth applauding, isn't there? So, 
With that being said, if the Lord is tugging on your heart to get baptized, to to experience new life in Christ and out of obedience for baptism, uh, I want to encourage you uh, to go under before the clock rolls over. You know what I mean, everyone? And make it the very best spiritual resolution that you could ever make. That's just a little thing. You'll see it in your bulletin this weekend. One other thing that I wanted to do, and it's a little bit of a buzzkill. I don't see too many kids in the audience, so here it is. Um, Many of you probably know this, but um, we're not exactly certain when the day was that Jesus was actually born. Did you know that? I know a lot of times you're like, no way, it's in the book of hesitations. It's December 25th. And you're like, well, the book of hesitations doesn't exactly exist. But what I wanted you to know is, is that that in the church, in the early church, they needed to find a day. And the day that they needed to find was a day to recognize that this event actually happened. And what I want you to know is, is that um, it's interesting to notice in the calendar that that it is around the Christmas season is literally the darkest time of the year. Did you guys know that? Have you looked outside lately? Have you noticed how little sunlight there is, how the darkness is long, it's pronounced? Well, it's interesting to note that Christmas actually falls at the darkest time of the year. And why is that significant? Because the Gospels tell us in John chapter 1 that light broke into the darkness. And the light is who? Jesus. And Jesus is the reason for the season. That's why we're here. And so when we begin to look at this first candle of Advent, it's the candle of hope. If you guys are taking notes, if you would, just simply write that down. The first candle is the candle of hope. Sometimes uh, it is referred to as the prophecy candle. And the reason why it's called that is because at the very heart of prophecy is hope. Because it's tethered with a promise from God. When we begin to look at prophecy, for those of you newer to your faith, I want to say that the prophecies happened in the Old Testament where God would speak through men, prophets, and would foretell of future events to come. And there was one event that the prophets spoke more about than any other event in holy history, and it was the coming of the Messiah. Everyone say Messiah. Messiah literally meant chosen or anointed one. And as Jesus followers, we believe Jesus was what everyone? The Messiah. And this hope was shared of this coming king. Now, it's interesting to note the reason why they talked about this hope in the darkness, this anticipation, is because the prophets stopped talking. For hundreds of years, there was radio silence before there's even radios. And, and it wasn't until the coming Christ child came that the hope was realized through the person of Jesus Christ. I need to tell you something that when we look at a prophecy, a prophecy is always connected with a promise. And a promise reveals who God is. And friends, I need to tell you something about our God. When our God makes a promise, he always keeps his promises. Amen, church. He always keeps his promises and his promises are always yes and amen. And so I believe that the big reason why why we have this anticipation of this hope that is coming is so that we would not miss out on the true meaning and the reason for Christmas. That's your fill in the blank if you guys are taking notes. It is simply this. Advent is about not missing Jesus 
at Christmas. Guys, you need to realize is that there were some very smart people that missed Jesus. Uh, There were these magi that came from the east and they were looking for a king and they went to find this king where you would think to find a king. Right, everyone? Where? In a palace. But they missed him uh, because they were looking for him in all of the wrong places. They, they came, uh, you know, bringing gold and frankincense and myrrh. And those are symbolic. And we'll talk about those in a couple of weeks. But today, what has happened is, is we too have missed the meaning of Christmas. And we've, maybe we're not looking at gold, frankincense and myrrh, but our culture has turned seeking things like Black Friday and Cyber Monday and Travel Tuesday as this economic event And we've forgotten out on the true reason for the season. And the reason for the season was simply this. It was that Christ would be our hope. And here's why I share this with you. Is that I know for certain that there are some of us, some of you, who are going through some really hard times right now. And you could use just a little bit of hope. There's some of you that have lost loved ones. There are some of you who are experiencing the loss of a dream, a hurt, a pain, loved ones that are no longer around, financial loss, a sense of just dreams and disappointments and some discouragement. And I want you to know, friends, simply this is that in the midst of your despair and of your hurt and your loss in your darkness, the light of Christ is your hope. That is the hope of this first candle. Um, there's a big fancy word, and it's the word Emmanuel. Would you guys all say Emmanuel? Emmanuel, uh, Emmanuel is, is going to come up in this, in this Bible verse right here. And it's just not a, a Christian school out in Reedley, California, but it is also a promise. And it says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin, who we know to be Mary, will conceive and give a birth to a son. And we will call him what, everyone? Emmanuel, which means God with what? Us. And so that is the promise of God, that that there would be promises made and promises kept. And those are called prophecies. And this should make you really encouraged because this prophecy right here, we know to be true that God not only came to be with us, but he became one of us. And this is just one of hundreds of prophecies of the coming Christ, the coming King. Um, I've got some other uh, promises of this coming Messiah, that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. Did that happen? Yes, it did. Be born of a virgin. Yes, it did. Would be born from the line of Abraham. Yes, he was. There's others that he'd be a descendant of Isaac and of Jacob from the tribe of Judah and heir to the King David's throne. Did that happen? Absolutely. It did that Jesus, the Messiah, would be rejected by his own people. Did they reject him? Yeah, they still do that. They, that he would be a Nazarene, that he would be a healer of the brokenhearted, but he himself would be familiar with heartbreak and suffering. Was he those things, church? Yes, he was that Jesus, the Messiah, would be betrayed. He would be falsely accused that he'd be hated. He'd be crucified. It goes into even greater detail that there would be one who would be guilty. That would be pardoned. And the one who was innocent would be found guilty. Goes on to say that Jesus, the Messiah, would be resurrected from the dead. Who saw that coming? 
I mean, God did, but everyone else missed it. That he would ascend into heaven, that he'd be seated at the right hand of God. All of those prophecies have come true in Christ. And not only those prophecies, but hundreds more. So how is it possible that that all of these people could miss all of these prophecies and these promises? I mean, they were so clear. They were so evident. Even before Twitter, right? It was there. It was being communicated to the world. And here's what I'm saying to you. The same way that people missed it thousands of years ago, we can miss it today. Is if we take our eyes off of the reason for the season. Jesus is the reason. Jesus is our hope. And he literally was the fulfillment of hundreds of prophecies. And so my challenge for us as a faith community, for those watching online, is that we would make a concerted effort and a decision this Christmas to not miss the meaning of Christmas. And the meaning of Christmas comes in the name. Next verse. Here it is. That we have this hope. As an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. The Hebrew writer was talking about hope. The first candle of Advent is all about what church? And hope has a name. And his name is what? Jesus. And when we think about hope, a lot of times we think about hope as being like a, like a wish. Oh, I hope it comes true, but if it doesn't, I totally understand, right? Friends, hope is not a wish. Hope is a confident assurance that believers can have that when God says something is going to happen, it's actually going to happen. Amen? Do you believe that, church? Do you believe it? See, that's, that's the hope. That's the, the idea for this morning's message is that the hope of Advent, it would build your confidence in the promises of God. That, that's, that's the big idea. That's what I want you to be thinking about this morning, that the hope of Advent would build your confidence in God. So the question that I have for you before we take on this last point very quickly is simply this. Have you placed your hope in Jesus? Are you placing your hope in Jesus? Or are you getting a little distracted? Are, are you getting a little busy Because that is one of the greatest distractions that I believe is happening in our culture today. Is that unless we are super careful and very intentional, we're going to get caught up in the busyness of the season that we're going to miss out on the reason for the season. I've heard it said one time that if the devil can't make you bad, he's going to make you too busy. And so you know what, church? Let's not get too busy this Christmas. Deal? Let's continue to keep the main thing the main thing. And it is going to be impossible for you to fully understand the hope of Advent without the second. And that is the faith of Advent. Would you write that down? The second candle of Advent is simply this. It is the faith candle. The faith of Joseph and Mary, their willingness to journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem. You know, a little bit of a product plug right there for the journey to Bethlehem. You see what I did that church? You like that? 
One of the greatest gifts that our church gives to the community is a reminder of the reason for Christmas. And on this um, campus, on Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night, there's going to be thousands of people coming on this campus. And what they're going to be not only hearing with the soundtrack, seeing with their eyes, but experiencing on this faith campus is going to be the reason for the hope that we have. Our hope has a name. His name is what? Jesus. But it takes faith. We can have hope. But if that hope is not tethered in faith, then it is just a wish. Let me read Hebrews writer in chapter 11, oftentimes called the chapter of faith. Listen to how the Hebrew writer connects these two ideas together. Our faith is what everyone? Everyone say confidence. Oh, you sounded very unconfident right there. (laughs) Everyone say confidence. Confidence. So our faith is a confidence in what we, what's the next word? Hope for. Do you see the connection between hope and faith and our confidence? It is a confidence in what we hope for. And it is, oh, here's another big word. Everyone say assurance. It's an assurance. We can take it to the bank. We can believe it. We can trust it. About what we do not see. You know, that is exactly what Joseph and Mary did when they journeyed from Nazareth to Bethlehem. They put feet to their faith. A lot of times we think to ourselves, that is so far away. This journey, so far from where I am to where I need to be. Mary and Joseph, they didn't take a step of faith. They took thousands of steps of faith. And I'm looking at some dear saints here, and you've been doing that faithfully for years. Thank you. Thank you for your legacy, your heritage. I'm seeing new people in the faith, and I want to say, pace yourself. We're just getting started, and the best is yet to come. But with that being said, there, is, there, there are two parts of what I believe, and I'm going to talk more about this next week. Teaser alert. There you go, right? And here it is. Is that faith trusts what God says. Faith trusts what God says. So, to, to, to trust what God says, you need to make sure that you are reading what God said. So here's your next step from this first point. If you're not already... I want to make sure that you are all being very intentional about reading and rereading the Christmas story this year. There's a lot of other narratives that are being communicated in the world that are in conflict with the biblical narrative of Christmas. I mean, I think about it. Remember, like, like you wish somebody Merry Christmas and they'll respond, well, happy holidays to you as well. You're like, well, not really, right? It's kind of about Christmas. <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe we'll keep it about Christmas and not the holidays, right? Uh, there, there's some things that are happening where, where, where people are trying really, really hard to take Christ out of Christmas. And I want to say, let's church be very diligent, not in a way that is obnoxious and rude, but in a way that is intentional and standing on our convictions that we keep Christ in Christmas this year. And to do that, we need to make sure that we are journeying with him In his word this Christmas. And then here's the second step that I want to share with you. Not only does it trust what God says, 
But what it does is, in, in Luke chapter 138, it does what Mary did. When Mary heard these words, when she found out that she would be great with child, by the way, big faith step, she said to the angel, Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me, what everyone, according to your word. Friends, when God makes a promise, he never breaks a promise. You can take him at his word. My last point that I want to share with you, I'm going to have the band come up for this final song. It's this. Not only do we read God's word, but we act on it. Faith acts on what God says. You see, for some of us, we're going to be inundated with Christmas messages this year. We're going to hear Christmas songs. We're, we're going to go to Christmas parties. We're going to eat some Christmas cookies. We're going to give some Christmas gifts. We're, we're, we're going to sing Christmas songs. We might even read the Christmas story, which I just encourage you to do. But friends, if we don't act on the message of Christmas, like put our faith into action, do we really believe? And I would say no. That this is an opportunity for us as a faith family and for guests joining us this weekend to put the hope and faith in Christmas like we've never done before. So if you would at this time, would you please stand to your feet as we close in this final song? And I want to pray for all of us right now. So Lord God, if there are those in here today that have not yet put their hope in you, that they have not yet put their faith in you, if they've not yet put their trust in you, if they've not yet taken you at your word, if they've not yet said yes to you, that they've not accepted the gift of salvation through Christ and Christ alone. I pray that today would be the day of salvation. I pray that today would be the day that they look back and they would say, it was on that day that I stopped living my life for me and I started living it for you, God. That's the day that you became my personal Lord and my Savior. The Messiah came and lived in my heart. And for the rest of us, God, for the areas where we need hope, we're hurting, we're sad, we're brokenhearted, we're afraid, we're discouraged, we're disappointed. Holy Spirit, right now, would you, would you heal our hearts? Would you give us hope? Would we step out in faith? Would we take another step of faith and trust, God, that you still, Jesus, are alive? You're the reason for this season. We can put our hope and our trust in you because, God, you are aware and you care. You, we can trust you, God. You have been faithful in the past. You'll be faithful in the future. We can trust you with today. So my prayer for all of us, whether watching online or here today, that we would in fresh and new ways put our hope, our faith, and our trust in you. Before I say amen, if there's anybody right now that just knows that you need hope, you need faith, you need a special touch from God, is that you? Would you just raise your hand so I can see your hand, so I can pray for you? Is anybody else? Anybody else? I see a couple more hands. So God, I pray for those who have extended their hands, that that they would understand and know that they're not raising their hand to me, but they're raising their hand to you, Lord God. Holy Spirit, would you touch them right where they are? Would you make your presence known in their hearts? Would you give them the gift of hope by faith in Jesus Christ? As we sing this final song, would this be the anthem of our hearts that you would know that we love you, God, but only because you loved us first. And it's in your powerful name that we pray. Amen and amen.
Thanks for listening. Know that God loves you more than you can imagine. And for everything Bethany Church, check out BethanyChurchFresno.com. Thank you.